What is up, guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 333. Pretty cool episode number of the Not Born This Way podcast, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company and Not Born This Way brand apparel. All right, apologize for uh, having been dark for a couple weeks here. I, I did post one uh, a few weeks ago that looks like it never finished uploading. So that's 332, which by the time you see this, hopefully that's already been up. Um, but today is 333. And I wanted to talk about this because um, I heard someone else speak about this in one of my mentorship groups. And uh, it was just a good reminder and I wanted to pass it along. And that is um, you, you've heard probably this uh, expression, comparison is the thief of joy. And I, I could not agree more with that expression. The more that I'm in this, this game, this life, this thing that we're doing, um, man, that's so accurate. And, and in the context I wanted to put it today was in terms of progress, right? I think one of the things um, I tried to point out pretty regularly in our uh, private group from the Iron Legion gym was that every Friday I would ask people, we'd call it good Feel Good Friday. And we still, we still do Feel Good Friday, but the, the theme when I started it was to take a pause and really for everybody to try to take stock in, in how far they've come in their journey of, of whatever it is we're talking about. So in that group, obviously, it was strength, fitness, health. But it could be, you know, your business, your your personal um, development, your your sport, your hobby, your parenting skill, like whatever, right? Literally anything that you're doing. I think if you're the type of person that's listening to this podcast, if you're the type of the person that's looking to improve and always be better, right? You're working out to take care of yourself. You're maybe... Uh, you know, starting a business or you have even a hobby that you just want to get better at, we have a tendency to always be focusing on what's ahead, right? Getting better, improving, setting goals, having milestones and things that show us, I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do a pull-up. I want to be able to do three pull-ups. I want to be able to do 20 pull-ups. I want to bench 100 pounds, 150 pounds, and so forth, right? But well, if, if we have a tendency to be that type of person, I think we have a tendency to not stop frequently enough and take stock in how far we've come already. Right? How far we have him, like how much we've improved from when we began because we're too busy looking ahead. Right? So it's very easy to look at the people who are the strongest or the most fit or farther ahead of you in business or farther ahead of you in your sport and get discouraged because if they're progressing equally, they're still just as far ahead of you, right? So it's kind of feels like you're not progressing as much as you are. And this is really 
a common thing and very easy to fall into. And I, I find it happening to myself a lot. And then I have to find ways to really recognize, like, wait, hold on. Look where I'm at now compared to, you know, three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, right? You guys hear me talk about this a lot, but it's my current, you know, one of my current hobbies, interests, passions is uh, learning jujitsu, right? So it's easy for me in that arena to every once in a while be like, damn, you know, I'm, I'm coming up on, you know, two and a half years doing this now, and I still can't do X, Y, Z. I still feel like I'm not that good at this. I still feel like this. And that can be discouraging. Now, honestly, I don't get particularly discouraged because I override it with what I'm discussing here. But it does, that that thought does pop into my mind, okay? Um, especially, and this is another interesting part, when I've allowed myself to kind of build this expectation that I should be better by now, which, which by the way, comes out of nothing, meaning I have no basis of knowledge to think I should be at this point by now. It's just something that I made up, right? And we do this a lot. People say, oh, I should be stronger by now. I should be leaner by now. By, by whose measure, right? Like what what, where did you read that? Where did you read that after six months you should be X amount stronger? You should be this much leaner. Where did I Where did I decide that after two and a half years of training I should be this good? It's bullshit. And it's usually quite flawed. And usually if you talk to an expert in that particular field, they'll tell you, yeah, you're pretty much where you want to be. You might be a little bit ahead. You might be a little bit behind. But if you've been doing the thing consistently, you're probably not that far off. You know, it's pretty... Most people are, are going to progress at a pretty typical rate. Again, you'll have your outliers on either end. Some people are just going to be really slow on the uptake, and some will be exceptional. But, you know, the average or the mean or whatever the fuck it is, it's pretty, there's pretty much a st- slow, steady rate of progress in all of these things. Businesses included, right? A lot of times people will be like, all right, man, I've been, you know, the first couple months of their business or whatever, they give themselves grace because they just started. But after like two years, they expect to be somewhere that really takes 10 years. And then they're discouraged, but there's a fucking giant difference between two years and 10 years. You know, I think about that in workout terms. Man, the difference between me training for two years consistently and training for 10 years consistently. You know, I can already imagine it in jiu-jitsu. I look at myself now. I'm two, two years in. Man, at 10 years, I'm going to be pretty fucking good, right? But I want to be that good today. And it's just not realistic. So if I'm focusing on that, I can get discouraged. And the worst thing that can happen in your journey is to get discouraged because then you lose your mojo, then you stop going, then you get less consistent. So you got to stay engaged with the process. So the best way to do it is to really make a point. Let's you know, let's say do it every Friday. Just take a few minutes to take stock in what you can do now that you couldn't do, right? 
Like if it's working out, you can say, hey, you know what, man, I'm still not able to bench X weight. But damn, when I first started, I could only do this. And now look what I could do. When I first started, I couldn't do this. And now look what I could do. And I think it'd be, it's, it's pretty remarkable. You know, I can remember having clients who were like really sore after the first consult we had. Right. And the consult was like two sets of bodyweight squats with no weight for 15 reps and they were sore. And now it's, you know, six months later and they're doing uh, sets of 15 with a, a 40 pound dumbbell, three sets and, and not sore. You know what I mean? So just that is um, a huge win. You know, I had a couple rounds yesterday with uh, my training partner, Chance, who's, uh, you know, far, far more experienced and uh, skillful than me in jujitsu. And he's also about 20 years younger than me. Oh, my God. Actually, he's fucking 30 years younger than me. That's that's insane. He's 23. Um, That's crazy. So um, he's got a pretty good advantage over me. Right. He's 30 years younger than me. He's. A, uh, a couple striped blue belt and he's been training for like 12 years. Um, I'm 53 and I've been training for two years and I'm only a white belt. So it's unreal. It would be unrealistic for me to expect that I'll be like beating this guy. Right. So I don't get discouraged if after a couple rounds, I listen to this day, I've probably done a hundred rounds with this kid. I've never, tapped him. I've never had him submit or tap. Um, he's, he taps me like between two and eight times every Wednesday. <laughs> right. But what I look at is I have to look at what markers will show me progress. So for example, it occurred to me yesterday that the first six months when my coach had chance and I trained together, and he'd say, hey, I'm going to have you do a round with Chance, I'd be so fucking nervous, right? I'd be like sweaty palms, have to walk down to the bathroom, like kind of like get my wits about me. And then yesterday it occurred to me like that doesn't happen. Like when he says, hey, you guys are going to do a couple rounds, I'm like, all right. And I put my gi top on and we go. Like I don't get nervous. That's like massive. That's a massive, massive thing that you can easily overlook. Um, if you know jujitsu at all, you know, the, the worst position you can be in is to have somebody on your back, right? So they're, they're basically behind you with their arms around your neck in some capacity and their, ar- and their legs around your waist is a bad position because they can choke you out. They can, you know, you, you can't really do anything offensive and they have complete control of you. So when you first start training and someone gets you in that position, you basically panic because you're like, man, I'm, I'm freaking done. Um, I spend a lot of time in that position now. Um, because again, chances is more skilled than me and he can get that position on me. But, but so my goal is to not get in that position anymore, right? As much, but I don't get submitted as easily in that position anymore. Like I can keep, I can, I can protect myself in that position. I might not be winning, but I'm not getting, I'm not losing, right? Like he's not tapping me every time he gets that. Um, I think yesterday he tapped me like twice in two rounds, which is normally like six times. So that was a win. Um, 
you know, I'm tired afterwards, but like I'm recovered within the minute where it's time to go again, where six months to a year ago, one round and I was done, like I was totally exhausted. And now I could do five or six or sometimes eight in a row and I'm still wrecked, but I'm a different kind of wrecked. You know what I mean? So when I look at these things, these little markers and say, hey, you know, I'm still not able to do this well. Oh, man, I'm still not doing this well. Man, I still forget how to do this. I look at all the things that I do do pretty well now and go, well, shit. Man, when I started, I couldn't do any of this stuff. When I started, I was nervous every single time I came. I'm sitting outside a session right now. I'm starting in a few minutes. And I'm, like, not nervous. And that's even that's a big deal because I, I used to be nervous just to walk in the freaking door, right? So you might be somebody that was very anxious about going to the gym and realize, hey, man, now I'm comfortable here. Like, I'm comfortable. I know all the trainers. I know all the machines. I know everything. This is, like, I feel comfortable in a gym. Like, that's a big deal. Even if you're not super-duper fit yet, super strong yet, the fact that you're, like, not anxious about walking into a gym full of fit people is a big deal, right? If the, if the fact that you started a business and it's still operating, that's a big deal. Even if you're not making tons of money or not, quote-unquote, super successful, if it's still open, you're, you're succeeding. Like, that's more than most more, – first of all, most people never even opened it, Right? The fact that you actually had the wherewithal to open one and the fact that it's still open is a big deal. That's worth celebrating. Don't compare yourself to somebody that, um, you know, blew it out of the water after their first year. Uh, also, keep in mind, and this is something I never realized in the beginning, there's a lot of factors and variables that you don't realize. You know, when you see, for example, Prime, the energy drink or the, like the sports drink is the fastest growing sports drink in history. Well, you have to understand the celebrity behind it and the money behind it that got that drink off the ground. That was not just, you know, two normal dudes who decided to start a drink with uh, $1,000. This was, you know, the, these, um, the Paul brothers with like millions and millions of dollars and connections and, money to spend on marketing and promotion. So there's going to be a lot of this that you don't realize. You know, when we got franchised for the gym, uh, I didn't realize it would cost me about $250,000 to promote the franchise to the right people to really grow it. Um, we, we clearly didn't have that much money. We had about $8,000 dedicated to marketing, not 250,000. Um, so that put a, you know, put a kibosh on our rapid growth of the franchise, but I didn't know that. So I was like for a while really discouraged. I'm like, how are all these other franchises growing so quickly? But I was naive to the fact that there was this big, big money behind it, which of course, once you start to understand business, it makes sense. I mean, you have to have money to market and to grow and invest a lot up front. And I just didn't know that. So I, I was like unfairly comparing myself. It's, it's a lot like a guy who's uh, you know, you might be a beginning lifter and, uh, be comparing yourself to somebody who's on steroids, you know, um, that's not a fair comparison. Somebody on steroids is going to progress dramatically faster than somebody who is not. So if you don't know that the person is, and you're like comparing your progress with them, um, that's going to really mess you up. So you can't do that. So point being, um, take stock, 
to see how far you are progressing in your own journey against you from three months ago, you from six months ago, you from a year ago, and try to resist, you know, look to other people for inspiration or to see what's possible. I, you know, that's just unavoidable, and I believe it's helpful. But don't let it get in your head where, like, you're not where they are yet. Because usually, you know, other than the outliers, um, it's probably taken them a long bit of time as well. And they've probably had a, a bigger head start. And the trick is really, really consistency. I mean, it's hard work and it's special gifts. But more than anything, it's consistency. You know, the people who, who, who succeed are the ones that just never stopped. Uh, progress might slow down. Progress might go backwards. Progress might stall, uh, but you just don't stop. The people who I see who have not made it in whatever, right, in business and fitness and whatever, the, even jujitsu, um, they, they stop. You know, I run into them somewhere down the road and I say, hey, how's jujitsu going? How's lifting going? How's the business going? Ah, I took a break. Oh, I had to stop for a while. And they just never, re never, they never restart. You know, the ones who make it, they just kept plodding through it. You know, I'm always amazed when I look at some of the people I've seen in the local powerlifting meets who weren't potent necessarily super gifted or super strong off the bat. And when they started, they were very, very average or below average. And I just watch them religiously competing every six months for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years. And now they're putting up crazy numbers and they're becoming someone you know, on the powerlifting scene. Um, but it was just because they started and never stopped and consistently just kept trying and trying and making these small, um, you know, incremental improvements, you know, meet after meet after meet after meet. And then there they are, right? Anyway, hope that's helpful to you guys. I'll talk to you soon.